Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about animation, TV, movies, comics, and more. With MCU Phase 5 about to commence, we're taking the time to look back and share thoughts on Marvel Cinematic Universe's Phase 4. Thanks for joining us. I'm Clifton. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Zach Slater. So last week we looked at the future of the DCU and dug into James Gunn's announced slate of upcoming DC Comics movies. And now this week we're looking back at what's already come from Marvel. Phase 5 is about to start with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And that made us think it would be a good time to examine what's come from the multiverse saga so far. So we're going to split this episode up into two parts. This week we're dealing with all of the 2021 releases. The next week we'll take care of the 2022 releases. But yeah. I think in, uh, a natural place to start is something that Phase 4 added to the MCU mix that wasn't there at all before, which was the addition of TV shows. So Phase 4 is the first time that we got the Disney Plus shows being part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and not just theatrical releases. So that started in January of 2021, and uh, WandaVision was our first one out of the gate. So first question before we go in specifically to WandaVision, though. What do you all think the show's added? Do you think they added a lot to it? Do you think they took it in different directions? And and did you like the shows or the addition of the shows? I like the shows a lot. I think it gets you uh, uh, time to spend more time with some characters that don't get maybe the most screen time in movies. Mm. But it jumbles it up in my head a lot more. (laughs) Like I had all the phases (laughs) memorized order, but this is the first time. I had to look stuff up and be like, what came out when and what's right. the order? And yeah. right. Yeah. Phase four is the only time I've had to do that. Right. Yeah. Especially the shows, they all started going, telling stuff a little bit out of order. So they'd all go back to a point where they started and get you flashbacks, especially the blip, uh, the Thanos snap, which is one of the things I liked the most about the shows and movies is how they all examine it differently. So we see that one moment uh, in time through different lenses in different shows and different filters. Uh, I do like that. And effective every time too. Yeah. I think like there were every one, every single edition was like you said, like a different angle, but it was all like, man, I hadn't thought of that. That's really cool. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. I like the shows. I thought the shows were good. Um, The opportunity to spend more time with those characters is great. Some of them, I think, could have been a little shorter. Some of them I wish were a little bit longer. Okay, so pacing. Yeah, but all in all, I, I think the idea that um, a situation where you may not necessarily get a character who's who's going to be able to carry a movie by themselves, mm-hmm. or you know, it would take a lot longer to get you know three movies out of a character. Right. By the time you add up all the screen time they had in the television show, they up to the equivalent of about three movies for that character. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that we're, I think from that standpoint it works pretty well, and again it's it, you know I always look at the the TV series as miniseries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know the the main characters or your like Captain America, Captain America or Thor, or Iron Man, got their own big movies and then there were smaller characters in those movies, but with this it's kind of like a four issue mini or a six issue mini again that gives a little more background on some of the characters you might not know as well, right? Like in the old comic book tradition of of taking a chance because it's mm-hmm. only a small thing. It's only a limited thing though. They do put tons of money into these shows and they look amazing. Right. But yeah. yeah, like being able to take a chance on, on a story or character that, that couldn't quite carry a full theatrical release, uh, just due to interest or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they build them up and hope that they can. 
from the show, which uh, I think we'll, we'll be seeing in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't wait for some of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, WandaVision was the first one out of the gate, which I think aptly just grabbed like that TV, just the notion of TV, I guess, by the reins and just ran with it by by playing with all the different genres through the history of television and, and playing with the different styles, I think was an interesting choice to make their statement with their first show to be like, we're going all in on TV. Like we'll mm-hmm. make this about TV. That's right. what we're going to do with our first TV show, uh, which was an excellent choice. I think it, I think it worked very, very well for them. Uh, especially, you know, from that very first black and white intro in the first episode, you know exactly what they're doing. Well, we do. Sort of. I don't know if everybody <laughs> knew exactly what they were doing, but yeah. uh, they lay out there for you to, to discover what they're doing with that. I think some of my favorite like pieces Marvel's ever done is in Phase Four, and this is one of them for yeah. sure. Like, like I thoroughly enjoyed Wandavision, and for that reason, like, it, like for one, it was like refreshing to get kind of like Easter eggs and calls to things that wasn't necessarily comics. It was just like it was nice to get like calls to like Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, and Brady Bunch and stuff like that. Like, just to just to like uh, broaden it to other things. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I, thought the, I think the fact that it was it was oddly comforting, like, oh, we know this. This is a sitcom trope or this is a sitcom that we're used to, right. while at the same time unsettling <laughs> right. as to what was going on and what was, you know, ultimately behind it all. Right, like the underlying sinister mystery going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it had the whole feeling of, well, this is familiar, at the same time distorted, mm-hmm. which I thought worked really, really well for it. Right. What I thought was cool, too, is that it um, this is the one that I really felt like everybody didn't quite know what it was, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, it was sort of like nice to go into something and not have like all the fans on the Internet going like, it's this story. They're doing this from this well, they, comic or from that. You know what I mean? But they did. The, the, the thing they did all go in on and, you know, I had a little of that, too, was it's Mephisto. It's clearly Mephisto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's clearly going to be Mephisto. Mephisto's behind it all. Mephisto's uh, the, the one. The fan reaction going a little out of control. A little bit on this one. Yeah. And this is where it started. And I think it got gradually less and less as time went on with the with the various projects on on Disney Plus. Right. But what, be... I, but what I mean is they weren't right. Well, no. They you weren't. know what I mean? No, no, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying that was this was like that was the first one where now it's even it's even like a, a meme or a trope, the idea that Mephisto's behind been behind everything of phase four, but obviously hasn't been <laughs> but that was yeah. like a, a running gag was like oh no it's it's mephisto from the start you know it was mephisto all along sure but that's that's not the case yeah no 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 yeah but i just mean like it was just nice to have like everybody to not have like the people that like read infinity gauntlet mm-hmm. to say like well this is what's gonna happen this is what they're building up for and you know what i mean it was mm-hmm. nice that like everybody was sort of lost confused all at the same time <laughs> and we we're all kind of like for the first time like grasping at same at, like at the little clues of things like who's that voice like <laughs> right. you know like, right yeah yeah i thought this was was like a really really enjoyable watch like you said too that like it's comforting and fun sitcommy and stuff like that and it, mm. and it was also kind of like neat to be like what are what are they referencing next like what's the right. next what's the next decade what's the comedy going to do for right. the next decade yeah it was mm. like a fun game to do kind of like week to week but yeah i mean but there's some there's some uh dark moments <laughs> Mm-hmm. there's some dark moments for sure in this piece and 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 i like that um 
I think you needed uh, uh, the fun stuff for it to to really like sell the other side of things. Right. You know. Yeah, it's a very sad show without the hijinks. Like it would right. be a lot to take about grief and mourning and and stuff. And they tempered it very well, I think, mm. by by using the TV tropes, by using MCU tropes when it starts to shift into okay, like this is MCU movie world over here with what Sword's doing outside of of the hex. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think they balanced it all really, really well. That was one in our best of that I said was possibly one of my favorite uh, things of 2021 when we, when we did our best of 2021 show. It was WandaVision mm-hmm. or another one that we'll talk about later uh, tonight. Okay. But moving on from that, we get one that was a little more traditional in the sense of MCU, where it was felt more like the movies, but just on a TV screen. So just a giant spectacle of a TV show uh, right at the start, which was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Picks up with Sam after he's been handed the mantle of the shield by uh, Steve Rogers in at the end of Endgame. And and yeah, like this one, I think people might have thought he would have just taken the shield and run with it after Mm -hmm. Endgame. And then we find out in this show that that's that it wasn't as easy as that for him personally or for the world at large to uh for to allow him to do that and so this was an unexpected story for me that i wasn't that i wasn't quite seeing because at the end game yeah at the end of end game steve rogers hands on the shield and you're like great he's capped now and then you find out no no not quite that simple unfortunately in the world we live in but they do it well um Malcolm Spellman was the, the the head writer on this one, who's going to be doing the next Captain America movie. And um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this one a lot. The 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 kind of twist at the beginning, like they, they set up well and they set up the other cap as somebody you definitely don't want to like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is excellent for that character. They did that very, very well. If you, if you know the uh, the John Walker character from the comics is. Is not exactly likable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love the open. The open's still one of my favorite things they did in phase four for, for the TV series. The like helicopter chase, mm-hmm. Falcon flying, catching people, yep. Batrock open. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty great. Love Batrock. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get it in. <laughs> yeah, this was the the one for me was it was like when it was announced, I was like, why is it called Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Right. Why like, are they going like, back? To, why are they going back <laughs> yeah. to the Falcon name? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah, like you were saying, Clifton, it was kind of cool to see, um, that there was more story there. That it wasn't just Sam picking up the shield and being like, okay, I'm this now. Right. And it, you know, and and you know, it uh, it being a, a very complicated uh, uh transition for him for right. for a lot of reasons. Right. There being meaningful reasons for it not to happen. Yeah. For lots of players we see in this in this show. I think maybe like worth pointing out that, um, this was initially supposed to be the first release. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, COVID, uh, kind of, kind of messed up the schedule a little bit and they ended up being, I guess, farther along in, in WandaVision because it was like mostly like set bound because they're right. Cause all the sitcom stuff. Right. Like half right. of it was fairly easy. Low effect. Yeah. Half of it was fairly easy and a controlled, in a controlled environment that you right. could film and everything. Whereas like Falcon and winter soldier was like on location for, for everything. And so, and so it, it did hit me that I think that it was kind of interesting that 
and calculated it, I think, that the more straightforward show was supposed to be the first release. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it ended up not being that way. And then you get kind of like, and so I think they were supposed to get you with Falcon and Winter Soldier, be like, it's just like the movies and then hit you with like the weird one. (laughs) Right. Right. True. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that being their their thought choices. I I wonder how that would have played. It probably would have been better for some people. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think there were people not quite ready for WandaVision. But I think, like, as WandaVision went on, I think it won those people over. So I think they were just a little iffy on the beginning of it. Uh, the, the black and white episodes, the two that they put out uh, right at first. Well, some people did want it, it, you know, they wanted their answers within the second episode. And, and WandaVision was like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Not ready, yeah. To flip, not ready to flip those cards over just yet. Right. Yeah, they're still just, by the end of the first episode, or the first two episodes, which is what they ran as the premiere... You get just a tiny tease at the end of it at what's going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think people wanted more early. But like I said, I think it won people over in the long run. Yeah. But for Falcon, I mean, like, yeah, I their relationship is is really what carries the show a lot. I mean, I, you know, um, I never want to see them off screen, <laughs> you know, separately, right. you know. And this one I thought was a cool... Um, uh, I, I guess the, the snap angle in this one was just sort of like how it, how people's lives like disappeared when they were snapped out of it. And then they came back and their finances were all screwed up in their bank. Right. right. And they were like, no, you've been dead. You've been dead for five years. Like, yeah, right. they, they approached yeah. it from a more geopolitical uh, yeah. angle as what would happen rather than some of the others that approached it from like WandaVision again with Monica Rambeau, a much more personal angle yeah. of that one where her, in the blip, her mother passed away. She's by her side one second and then comes back five years later and she's gone as a much more personal angle. Yeah. But then this one got into like refugee camps for people that didn't have anywhere because they were dead for five years and the government's moved on without them. And what do they do? Right. Which, uh, I mean, for, for a Captain America project is, is a very good angle for it. I thought mm. like I, it gives it a voice of its own on, on a world stage. The Carly Morgenthal character played by Aaron Kellyman, I think was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love her and stuff because she was just also recently in the Willow show, which I, I liked a lot as we talked about recently, but uh, I think she's good. She was good in solo. She just kind of captures attention when she's on screen. Like she just has a presence about her that I think yeah. is interesting and using her as like a global terrorist leader was a very, was a very interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember saying at the time I was, I was, you know, um, if you haven't, uh, that was the thing is, if you haven't seen these, we're probably going to spoil some things. So, <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was hoping we were going to get that dynamic between the two of them for you know a while mm-hmm. between Sam and and her character. I thought would have been some, nice. That would have been nice to let that you know allow that to breathe and and, and grow and evolve over different projects. Right. Um, but fortunately, that's not the case. Yeah, um, we got some good scenes of oh, conversations sure, yeah. when he's trying to, instead of fighting, he's trying to win over her heart of, right. of, because of, he's like, you know, he thinks she's fighting for good reasons. She's just doing the wrong things. Right. So he's trying to talk her into doing the right thing for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're fascinating scenes. But yeah, I wish we got, I wish we could get more of those. Yeah, I was hoping for that too. It was cool to get a uh, Zemo in costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think they quite nailed it. Um, I think another pass would be, would be good. I thought the mask was really, really great. I liked the mask a lot. Right. Um, the jacket, I thought I would like it, but I think the jacket looked 
look too movie costumey yeah. and not and not enough like something he had made. You know, mm. if that makes sense. Right. You know, it looked too much like Black Panther's costume in a weird way. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, like, was, it was a nice enough nod to it. And, you know, his whole his whole bit in it was great, as well as the whole thing with the, the Dora Milaje showing up for him was right, great. Yeah. Like all that stuff is awesome. Um, I think there's, you know, uh, the guy that plays uh, John Walker. <laughs> right. If you don't, uh, I, I can't remember his name. Wyatt Russell. Thank yeah. you. If Wyatt Russell isn't just uh, likable enough, <laughs> while at the same time not being likable in that right. role. He's charismatic, but punchable. Yes, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So I think that helps a lot with what we got um, yeah. for him. So yeah, it was. It's a great one. I think. I think it's you know both both two both of those um, WandaVision and um, Falcon Winter Soldier are really strong. Yeah, strong. I ethics. think. Um, I think Sam's Captain America costume is like one of the most faithful we've gotten. Yeah. In, in any of in any of the shows or movies now at this point, uh, like they they really nailed it. I thought mm-hmm. it looked great. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it was fun to really finally see because I mean it it had been the costume in the comics from the end of the Rick Remender run into the Nick Spencer run. And yeah. Like I always like that costume, like combining the wings with the captain America and the shield. Like uh, I liked seeing it in live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also liked seeing Madripoor for the first time. Yeah. That's a yeah. well-known fictional Marvel location, a den of crime and iniquity uh, mm-hmm. that, that they go to. And like, I just thought the, the fictional Madripoor was really cool. Just yeah. combining a lot of things like Hong Kong and Singapore and Shanghai and and it was it was so cool looking. Yeah, it's cool. I think also really quick one thing I I, I may I may tire of this pretty quick because I I think a lot of shows are doing it, but so far as far as superhero stuff, like I really like therapy sessions <laughs> right. scenes okay. with superheroes. Like, sure. like I really thought that stuff was, was really good, especially like the group therapy bit that they did with Sam and, and Bucky, right. which was um, Tommy, do you remember uh, uh, Peggy from everybody loves Raymond? Yes. Yeah, that was her, <laughs> which I was just like, Oh, like, oh man. Like, so part of me was just thinking about that too, a little bit like, Oh, she's awful. <laughs> no, but no, not in this sense. I mean, she. I mean, I guess you'll get that initial reaction from the actress, but yeah. overall, she didn't get that glimpse from me. But I, I can't have. I mean, for that for that particular series, I can't have the same wellness. I mean, to me, it made me come up with more answers. I mean, more questions than answers. Okay, like the character depictions and what they showed. I understand what they did, but the story left me wanting, similar to Wandavision for me. Okay. Um. Hmm. It's just it, it felt like they put it out there because they would, which thankfully uh, a Disney slash Marvel keeps their word with their productions. But <laughs> it but it for what they introduced and what they used a foot more gimmickly that they didn't have to do, if that makes sense. Like, I love the geopolitical view they had, but it, it felt a sense that when it when it concluded, it came down to a street fight. You know, right. it, it didn't mm. it didn't well up to the point of. His pronounced uh, his pronounced uh, appearance as Captain America for the world and what it meant, and why he stood fastest to not get the uh, super soldier serum as to say that's a bad thing. Um, it just left me wanting more. You know, it, it it I needed more of an inclusion, more of an understanding of what this path was, other than Sam finally accepting the mantle of being Captain America. You know, even mm. though 
the guy that he looked up to said you're the one. It's like you're saying you're still not trusting him. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it it just it just left me with more questions and answers. Mm-hmm. And of course, it left me wanting to see how they resolve it, um, which they haven't done yet, even in the slightest. So. So it whet your appetite, but wasn't quite fulfilling for you. It wasn't quite fulfilling. No, okay. it just it's it's more like let me di- let me dip your toe in this and tell right. me how you feel, and that's it. Was um quick question? Go ahead. Um, Elaine, what's her name? Fontaine, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The Contessa. Was that her first appearance? Yes, because her first appearance was to be in the next thing we say, but they switched it. Right. Yeah. So this ended up being her first appearance, but it wasn't intended to be right due, due yeah. to delays she was supposed yeah. to appear in something else but right. wasn't it a last minute shoot that they included her in as a result of the changing of the script of this particular one? Oh, i'm not sure i hadn't read the details about it oh uh, well for me uh, what i understood is because of the pandemic which correlated with what this script was supposed to envelop they mm. changed it as to not make people feel that you know this i mean it, it doesn't help to write a story about a pandemic during a pandemic you know so right. as a result of it, uh, I read somewhere that she was included as a result of um, where they were going with this, with her particular story into it. That's mm. what we later find out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I do remember hearing about some changes. Yes. Mm-hmm. For, for like sensitivity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. I do remember that. I've forgotten completely about that until you brought it up. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that does sound familiar. The next project is actually not the one you were talking about yeah we'll get to that one after but the next project that came out was june 9th of 2021 which was loki season one mm-hmm. which this is my favorite yeah i think mine too tommy yeah hands, <laughs> yeah hands down the reason why i liked this one is because it was character driven and it was mm-hmm. a great plot mm-hmm. um it had a conclusion even though it it, it made you want to see more and introduced the myriad of characters that necessarily didn't have to be woven into other characters, if that makes sense, and introduced a concept that I think most comic fans knew of, but mm-hmm. it was just done in such a well-deserved way as to foretell where they're headed with the whole universe of Marvel, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love this one. This one I can watch over and over again because it feels like a story focused on the central character and it didn't deviate not once. Yeah, I like this one too, but this one had the benefit also of like catching me off guard a little bit because this was like when they announced the initial slate, I was like, yeah, WandaVision, awesome. Give those guys some more screen time. Right. They, you know, they could use it. Perfect. And like, who's going to say no to, to, to Sam and Bucky? I'm not. <laughs> right. Right. Loki was the one I was like, do we need a Loki show? Right. Like, what's this? Like, what's <laughs> you know, more story does he have? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, he's used so much. I'm like, what, what else? What else is there? But I'm like, oh, wow. This is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love how they wove that. I, Clifton, you know that one character that stole money from a plane and was never found again? Oh, yeah. D.B. Cooper. Yes. Yeah, that was D.B. Cooper reference. Yes. Beautiful <laughs> D.B. Cooper reference in that in the show. And then where they took where they, where they take us from beginning to end, totally unsuspecting. Even though we didn't even know the elements, like with the TVA, we knew that was coming. Uh, even uh, me and Frank talked about um, what's... Um, What's Google Magoth? Okay, I butcher your name. Google Magoth. <laughs> from from uh, Lovecraft Country, the sister on Lovecraft Country. No, that no, no she's different. She was part okay. of the uh, the officer. I'm talking about the uh, the one that played the judge. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> Me and Frank were talking about her origins and while we were excited to see her be even mentioned in the casting right. as to where it was going. And then we were dead on. We knew exactly where it was going after we found out what her name was. And then, then it was like, hold on tight to the ride. You know, it was almost like you could feel the roller coaster ramping up before it hits its crescendo. It was, oh, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That actress was Gugu Mbatha Rawl, who you. played Ravona. Thank you. Yes. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was. I think I was the only one who was kind of like chomping at the bit to get to the end for Loki. <laughs> I enjoyed Loki. I, I, I liked it more than I thought I would. I kind of felt a little bit like Zach did that it, while I thought it would be cool to see a little bit more and I liked the direction it goes in, I was kind of a mind of like, I know what we're supposed to get to, so can we get to it, please? You just want to get to the man at the end of time. Uh, <laughs> you I, well, yes. I, here's yeah. the thing. I again, I enjoyed it. You know, once it got going, I enjoyed Loki, and I and I still think it's one. You know, it's a it's a great entry in in the stuff they did for Disney Plus. But and I still stand by this. I still think that last episode with the He Who Remains is one of the best things they've ever done. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I still I still maintain it. I mean, granted, there's a lot of great moments, a lot of great things they've done since they started the the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But that last scene, <laughs> that last bit, all of it, you know, all of the Jonathan Major stuff, all of that last episode, you know, gearing up to uh, where we're about to, you know, kick off now is just, I mean, he's so good and fantastic in that scene, in the, in the, in the, in the end of it, as well mm. as throughout the episode. Yeah. I love that. That I've watched, well, I've watched that. Not, well, I haven't watched Loki over and over, but I've watched that episode three or four times. Well, what, what <laughs> I like about that episode too is they don't resolve it in a fight. No, it's 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 it's, no. it's not what they typically do yeah. at all. It was it That's was refreshing. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it's just basically repeating what we said earlier about how great that episode was and what it what it entailed and encompasses and shows us for the future without um, detailing where it might go. It still leaves us in suspense while satisfyingly ending another chapter. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. who other character than Loki would present us with this wondrous tale? Like, could you? You couldn't put uh, uh, Wanda in it. You couldn't right. put um, um, the Falcon or the Winter Soldier in it. Right. So having yeah. and then and then what adds to it is, I thought in Endgame, him leaving the way he did was a throwaway bit. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think we would right. get resolution <laughs> to it. You know, I thought he'd be like similar to what happened with Ragnarok. He's he's somewhere just chilling, acting like he did what he did, and he's typically Loki. To think that. Him getting away would lead to something so catastrophically bad mm. is amazing. <laughs> well, I, yeah. what I, but what I love about that that whole scene with the fact that is you know when when they're talking to he who remains and it's Sylvie and it's Loki, and the whole thing unravels because the the the, the core of it becomes how are you going to trust a Loki? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's un, he's undone by what he's always been, and even though even in, even in the series he's trying to be a better person. Yes. Right, like he actually is seemingly right. reformed yeah. finally yes. for yeah. real this time, not yeah. a trick. Yeah, yeah. This is the one time we get a serious dissection of the character. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me too is that, uh, uh, not to go too much into what's coming, but like, I'm waiting for the. I was waiting for like the the Thanos moment at the end of Avengers to sort of be like, this is. This is North. Yeah, this is where right, we're going. Yeah, yeah right. but it, yeah. It's so interesting now having watched all of phase four, we're like, that moment happens here, like yeah. this early. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's not, there's not really not much else about this side of things. Right. 
in yeah. in w- w- you know with a bow on it like this one had yeah uh you know there's elements and stuff like that that we can get into for other in other pieces and other movies and stuff but yeah i just thought it was so injured that it's like it's the third thing that came out right <laughs> and yeah. it's sort of like this is where we're going and then yeah. they had like 15 other projects <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I, think, I think that's part yeah. of what they i think that's part of where they learned their their lesson with thanos which was we can introduce a threat early on and and have it lurk in a much better way than we did with Thanos. Right. You know, and it and the, you know, and the idea of the 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 sacred timeline and then to watch it branch and just the idea of those tendrils of the branches going out, you know, it's again the, the I mean my still one of my favorite lines is, you know, in in that episode is is, you know, you know, if you think I'm bad, just wait till you meet my variant, you know. <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> So just wait till you see what I've been keeping at bay. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> what I've been holding back. So it is cool um to me also that like that um Thor stuff tends to be the spots where we get like the most visual cues for Kirby mm-hmm. on screen. And I just like like the statues in the in this piece. Like I mean, like I, I felt like kind of Kirby's hands like all over it. Right. A little bit. Even even though like not like not like overtly going after, but right. I felt like there's some subtle nod in there. It made me feel like, like the way that like Ragnarok kind of had like some Kirby elements to it also, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. I think also I, I, I can't leave talking about Loki without bringing up Owen Wilson. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is where, you know, Marvel does this really, really well mm-hmm. with side characters that you just fall in love with that. You don't want anything bad to happen to. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Wong and, Okoye and right and like and Owen Wilson is like maybe like one of the best examples I think like I was afraid for him every episode because I just didn't want to stop seeing him on screen like his character was just so like lovable yeah Agent Mobius (laughs) yeah 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 him and his jet ski yeah yep (laughs) so close to retirement just wants a jet ski right (laughs) nothing better happened to him (laughs) right but yeah he's one where like in all of these shows, they're what they gave us that the movies didn't was time for talk, like mm-hmm. time for for more like conversations like they have where that's the the driving factor of a scene is it's just two people talking. Yeah. It doesn't happen in the movies much. No. And his like his conversations in interrogation room with Loki and like when he's like trying to suss him out to see if he can use him first and then if he can trust him later. Uh, like, I love that stuff. And, yeah. and and there's one in particular I remember it's when he compliments Loki for like using big words because he's like it makes you sound smart. <laughs> and Loki's right. like I am smart. And he's like yeah, right. yeah, of course. Yeah, right, sure. <laughs> and I love that bit that he can just outplay a manipulator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Really surprised with Loki. Pleasantly surprised. And then mm-hmm. and this is the one too that I was like when. When they said, like, season two of Loki, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in. Mm. <laughs> I'm all in. Well, yeah, especially especially with the way it's left, that he's the only, like, it's it all it all falls on him now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that has is going to have to fix things, which would be interesting and fun to watch, I'm sure. And what trouble is Sylvie still out there causing? Right, there's that too, yeah. Which I thought she was great as well. I thought oh, she yeah. was a fantastic addition. The the romantic angle between Loki and Sylvie yeah. is, is is too perfect. Actually, yeah. that Loki would fall in love with 
himself, yeah. <laughs> more or less, yes. <laughs> is is pretty perfect. Yeah. But yeah, so that was the surprising one out of the three so far for us. Um, next one was a month later, July 9th, 2021, and that was the first theatrical release of Phase 4 in Black Widow. Finally! That had been delayed, <laughs> that had been delayed, so, well... Finally, in that they should have done it earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that they should right. have done it in a much earlier phase, and then finally, that we finally got it after uh, pandemic delays. I yeah. kept pushing it back, so double finally. But this was like the big thrust. I remember when everything was on lockdown, too. You know, it was like it was like, are they going to do Black Widow? When are they going to do right? Like that mm-hmm. was that was the one who's like who's like release date got like pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But one thing that I noticed, like a trend when I was just looking at some of the shows and movies, is that in 2021, at least, the shows were the familiar faces for the most part. And the Mm -hmm. movies, for the most part, which we'll get into later, were like the new faces Mm -hmm. to the to the universe. Um, Oh, yeah. And the shows were like there are Avengers. We're seeing them again. And then the movies we get to later are completely new faces. But this one as a Black Widow movie. The entire ensemble cast is new faces right. to us mm-hmm. that we hadn't seen before. And then they're the ones like we will be seeing them again. We do see some of them again. We know we're seeing some again. So they became new faces as well. So this one kind of bridged that familiar faces to new faces in a movie, which I thought was interesting. And I mean, one of those new faces from Black Widow, because, uh, you know, this one's set, we finally get to see some of what her origin was uh where she started before red room and all that stuff and we're introduced to her her pseudo family that is kind of to some of them a real family we find right. out and yeah. the addition of uh Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova i think is a fantastic addition to MCU in every way yeah she's great She's like a like real scene stealer, I think. Real movie yeah. stealer the whole time, I, mm-hmm. I, I think. I think everybody thought it was going to be a uh, Hopper. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but it, we'll see. We'll see. We're getting more of him. Yeah. Mm. We'll see what he's up to. He's good. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying right. by by any stretch of the imagination. He wasn't. It was, right. it was great. His as Red Guardian. Yeah. His whole like. uh like quiet competition with Captain America, who, who I assume Steve had no idea right, he existed. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't right. know there's a competition. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> He's this guy's um, greatest rival. Yeah. Whoever he uh, is. That stuff was all hilarious, I thought. But yeah, but I thought Yelena was just like another one, just just like, you know, they found like such a perfect intersection of like of, of performer and character. Mm-hmm. Like she just she just like fell into it. She ate it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, she's great. It's one of those, you know, when we when we talk about the the next things that she's in, again, scene stealer, um, a <laughs> lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, they have. I mean, like you said, that the whole idea of, of of family and then not really family, but the you know, it still was real enough or real. Right. It's that, it's all the family they had. Some of them, mm-hmm. right? That that shines through. I think that you know, it's it's a weird. Like, I still think it's a weird picture. Like, I think it's a weird movie. I don't know how I would have felt had I actually seen it. Because I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it, you know, on Disney Plus. I watched it okay. at home. Right. So it still had the feeling of, like, being a show, but it's not, obviously. Right. Yeah, that was the one that they did the Disney Plus premiere for, where you pay mm-hmm. extra. Right. On the day yeah. of theatrical release to right. see it at home. 
Yeah. Uh, I had seen it in the theater, so I did have the theater experience. But I mean, all in all, I liked it. Um, you know, my my only <laughs> my only real thing about it that I that I still is the the whole Taskmaster thing was my bit where I was like, oh, right. okay. It's definitely I, a divergence. Yes, it's definitely for, a, for sure a, a different take. Yeah, which you know, I think again was one of those. I think people were, I you know, I expected Taskmaster, so right. you know, and, and we got a version of Taskmaster, but right. But all in all, I think I think all the family stuff is great. I think uh, I think Hopper, I think David Harper is really great as as a Red Guardian. You know, just the idea of being a a pale, you know, a, a pale shadow of Captain America, <laughs> you know, is 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 pretty great. He's 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 equally tragic and funny at the same time, right? So, yeah. and Harper's you know doesn't. He just again, but he's just chewing up the scenery. But he's awesome as doing it. So again, I'm looking forward to see him in in whatever the next outing is for him in in the MCU. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I think Taskmaster. While yeah, I think the reveal is a, is a bit like like huh, mm. um, you know, and and I can certainly understand it. Like if you're a fan of that character, that you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I saw I saw it with a fan of that character that probably literally had said that. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yes. Um and he's not wrong. But, but I think but I do think like like the treatment of the character leading up to that is all like pretty cool. Like I just there were so many like Terminator vibes mm-hmm. I got from the Taskmaster, like like, oh crap. Right. It's coming. It's right there. You better run. You better mm-hmm. run, you know? Yeah. And I thought that that was that was effective and 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 pretty cool to have. Uh, I mean, have like the boogeyman basically, right? Sure, yeah. And the Taskmaster character is coming back, so we'll see if what they do then, right. if they kind of bridge what they have to comic book Taskmaster, we'll see. It would be nice, I think. Mm-hmm. And they do that sometimes. They kind of course correct later on um, yeah, they, to go yeah. in a different angle. They could. There's still stuff that they do. You know, they could do or stuff that they could quote unquote fix. Mm-hmm. So, and it was neat seeing like the fight choreography to be like, like that's Cap, that's Thor, mm-hmm. right? That's Iron Man. Like, like the, <laughs> the the moves Taskmaster was doing mm-hmm. had been trained on. Yeah, yeah. This one, I like. I agree though. It, it would have been nice if Black Widow had more earlier to do and wasn't just setting up some other stuff. Would have yeah. been nice. I like what she got. I like the movie. I do enjoy it quite a bit, but that's just my take on that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. Would have been better earlier. <laughs> yeah, because her fate's known by yeah. the time you get this movie. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I, I think it, it does. Um, it hurts. It hurts the experience a little bit. Yeah. So moving back to the shows a bit. Uh, this one was different than the previous shows. On August 11th, 2021, they released What If? The first MCU animated show, hearkening back to the classic Marvel comics of 70s and 80s and, and beyond of comics that would take famous stories from Marvel, from Marvel comics history and say, what if something different happened? What would that have, <laughs> right. what, what would that have been like? So the animated show starts out with the uh, Captain Carter, which was a hit. And I think mm-hmm. they knew it would be a hit because they. They went in all in on it later. <laughs> right. Uh, so they knew what they had on that one, which was uh, Peggy Carter getting the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers is the first one. We don't need to go through point by point on all of these, but because there were, I mean, every episode's a different world in and of itself. 
different story, but like I thought they were cool to see. Like I really enjoyed I really enjoyed what we got from them. Yeah, this one was really fun. Uh, I enjoyed this a lot too. This one felt the most comic booky. It felt like what if they had unlimited budget? <laughs> right, and, yeah. yeah, and and <laughs> and you could do whatever you wanted to and 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 the casting as far as voice goes, voice casting was amazing. Who they placed where was great. I don't think anyone could predict what they were doing with this whole series. I mean, what if itself is unpredictable in its nature, but the fact that they wove in with um Marvel stories of what we've seen already with familiar characters just slightly different. And all it was is just one small change, which is in the nature of what if, and, and it comes up to a whole nother path. Yeah, I love this one. This was just fun. It made you feel like a child. If, I mean, it, it made the, you know, the comp lover in you come out, if nothing right. else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's the feeling I got from it, regardless of which story they gave us. Even at its worst, I still was all for it. My yeah. only gripe was it was so much more violent than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some dark, there's some dark worlds. Yes. There's some dark variant worlds in that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing about the, like the comic is, is, is we talked about it, I think at the time was, you know, generally the, when something goes different, things go wrong <laughs> more, more than things go right or things get yeah. really horrible as a right. result. Like we saw the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, this is just, but you know, most of the time it's, it's like someone makes a bad choice and then the universe unravels or something, you know, yeah. along those lines, because a lot of times the universe is at stake when we're dealing with superhero stuff. So, um, yeah, I think the animation style was great. I thought for, for their first foray into really doing, you know, kind of Disney animation, quote unquote, and mm-hmm. not in style, I just mean the fact that they were finally doing something with the superhero stuff. I thought it was really, really well done. Overall, I liked What If I Can't Wait for Season 2. So, Did you all have a favorite episode? Uh, if... Mm. <laughs> um, um, because every time, like it was, I felt like watching this one every time. You're like, what are we going to get this time? Like, yeah. I don't know. What am I if, tuning in for? If right. I'm honest, my favorite episode is T'Challa is Star-Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Everybody loves them. Yeah, cha cha. Yeah. Well, that's why I defend. A lot of people had said, "Poo pooed the fact that Thanos was like a buddy of his." And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like that's how you, that's how you like, you you solidify that idea, is you take the big bad guy and make him like no, like he converted that that guy. Right. I'm, mm. I'm like, I'm like, you can't use Nebula because that happens in our universe. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't work. <laughs> like start like like. You know, a uh, uh, quill <laughs> has that effect on Nebula and 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 uh, Gamora and stuff like that. So yeah, I thought yeah that was a good one. Um, I don't remember the titles at all, but the one, the one that that revolved around Pym, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think also for me, what, what what was really cool is that you got like a lot of the movie actors to do the voices right. most of the time, but even when it wasn't. Like they got people that did such a good job that like truthfully, like my experience watching the show a lot was like, is that is that so and so or is that somebody else? Right. Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Zach, I mean, Zach, you and I both love to play the game of like, who is that voice actor? That's familiar. Mm-hmm. Who is that? And then again, I agree that a lot of the voice work on this one in particular, they, when they couldn't get somebody straight up, they got somebody again that was really close. And it was fun again to play. Well, who's who's doing Black Widow's voice? Who's doing, you know? 
who's doing this character's voice when you when they when they didn't necessarily get the same um actors in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I would say my my probably my favorite episode is the the what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so it's such a he's his arrogance really does, you know, do him in kind of the fact right. that you know that we see a lot of times that's kind of like his guiding star principle a lot of times and he doesn't always catch up with him like yeah. you know the, like the line at the end of the doctor strange when he's told by mordo you know you you're going to have to pay the check sometime you know it's going to come due but in this one it does it really does come due for him and he's definitely you know at fault for what happened so i like that one a lot what was yours clifton um, possibly the, the, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger, uh, okay. that's a great one right out of the gate for me, just cause I love, I love the Captain America and Peggy Carter stories, uh, that we got in the movies. So just seeing more of it in any form and be like, yeah, it's a little different, but still kind of the same. Like there's still that romance. It's just flipped a little, but what they like about each other is what they like about each other. No matter what, uh, I like that aspect of it. Um, and I think the what if Thor were an only child was a fun one (laughs) (laughs) just as in like, it's definitely the lighter episode of, of any that we get. Right. Yeah. And I liked that for it. Cause it comes after the, what if zombies after the, what if Dr. Strange, we talked about what if the world lost its mightiest heroes, which is the Hank Pym one that we talked about. And then, and then Killmonger rescued Tony Stark, where we find out, Killmonger's bad no matter what, apparently. Yeah, that was a good one, though. No matter what universe in, he's Killmonger. Straight up force of nature. It didn't matter where he went, he's going to rule. That was just, wow. Yeah, that was a strong one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was a really good one, though. Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of good stuff in there. And yeah, I mean, I'll be interesting to see what they revisit in season two and what new stuff we get in season two. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the fact that there was an episode that they didn't air. Which would be in season two. Right. Yeah. It was a Gamora centric mm-hmm. one, right? Yeah. With Tony Stark. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. we see her in the finale, but we don't yes. see the story that leads to that. Yes. Right. Mm. So that'll be coming up in season two. And Jeffrey Wright has the most soothing voice of <laughs> yeah. all time. Great choice. Yeah. Really great choice. <laughs> so back to the theaters. Uh, next <laughs> release after that is September 3rd, 2021 for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And so this is bringing up like all new faces. Right. When I was talking about the movies bringing us new faces, this is where it starts to get all new. And this one had kind of been rumored a little bit for a while before it came mm. out. And then they finally confirmed it and takes place apart from everything else. So it's a whole new corner of the universe we hadn't seen yet in any form, except for allusions to, of course, um, the Mandarin mm-hmm. in the Iron Man. Uh, films which they do a different twist on there that they undo that twist on here and right. i think they do it in a fun way though but for this one uh simu liu and aquafina i thought were fantastic i just enjoyed watching them i thought they were a lot of fun throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah he's um i said this i think in an earlier episode maybe one of our year-end annuals or something like i think he's one of the most likable characters in the mcu yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was just like like so lovable and easy to root for and and relatable. And, and yeah, I thought I thought he was an awesome lead. Um he's a good actor too. Yeah. yeah. I thought who well, I'd never seen in anything before. Yeah, I know he'd just come from um some TV so Kim's Corner, is that correct? 
Was that Kim's, the Kim's Convenience? Isn't Kim's it? Convenience. Yeah. yeah, that's where I knew he had been from. But I wasn't familiar with him for much out of that. I know he was super excited to be mm. Shang Chi. I know he was loving it. Right. But yeah, no, it was a really fun one. I thought. Yeah, a lot of the fights are good. The, the choreography is great. That bus scene is amazing. Yeah. Um. Biggest probably departure from the comics, I would probably argue, since the uh, Shang Chi is very much a street level <laughs> character right. in the comics. Yeah. Um. But obviously, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna be running with the Avengers potentially at some point, right? You might want to give him more of a, 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 a <laughs> level up. Level up, yeah, possibly. Right, because I mean, the the comic character was created in the seventies or was it late sixties or early seventies? Early seventies, sure. Much like Iron Fist, it's one of those, you know, kung fu culture was huge at that point. Yeah, Bruce Lee movies. Everybody was kung fu fighting, so they had to, you know, come up with something for that at Marvel. And they yep. came up with a couple. So Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it's a fun movie. I mean, I'm looking forward to whatever they do with those characters next. I think, oh, I, I thought that, you know, the idea of the, 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 the twist on the Mandarin being the way it was, was actually, again, a lot of fun. I thought mm. that was a nice surprise to see Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> right, seeing Ben Kingsley back as, right. as failed actor, Trevor mm-hmm. Slattery. Yeah. Whose little like monologue about Planet of the Apes cracked me up. Mm-hmm. In, in <laughs> yeah. Would he believe they had trained monkeys to ride horses? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he definitely seemed like he was having fun as Trevor, so that was that was a you know, that 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 came through for me at least. This is the one that um I didn't really know what to expect going in also because, you know, I never, I never been in comic stores my whole life and I've never been around a Shang-Chi comic, you know, ever. Right. Um, so, but I, you know, I, I had a, I had a colleague at work point out to me, he was like, it's Marvel making like a $200 million Kung Fu movie. Right. And I was like, yeah, okay. I get, I get it now. I get it. And that didn't disappoint at all, for sure. Right. Like like you said, the bus scene was awesome. I thought yeah. that scene on the scaffolding, like on the side yeah. of the building, I thought the fights were all really, really well done. Right, right, yeah. I wasn't expecting the fantasy, like the full fantasy element that we get. Not just his powers, but like like a magical world out there. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. was, that was an interesting uh, take. I was not <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Fighting a dragon. I'm not willing to say <laughs> I didn't like it. Right, I won't right. go that far. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, what's jarring about it is like, how does it fit in? That's what I'm waiting for. Right. I'm like, how does yeah. that fit in with like the rest of the other mythos is what we've, we've got. seen yeah. where we saw like red skulls and Norse gods and you know mm. what I mean? I'm just <laughs> like, where, where else was that stuff? Where else is that going to pop up? And, right. and I guess similar in, in, in a piece that, um, I don't think we're going to talk about today. I guess it's going to be a part two, but you know, that comes up for me in another piece also. That's okay. uh, oh. just a preview for part two. Okay. Well, oh, to me, I like the first half. I didn't like the second half only okay. because it felt like, um, I wish it was Kung Lao, Kung Lao, Kung Lao, where, um, Iron Fist gets his powers. Mm-hmm. Kun Lun. Kun Lun. Thank you. I was Kung Lao was Mortal Kombat. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. That, that's like, why I sounded familiar. Yeah. yeah. But no, but that's, but that's what that's the feeling they get from me. I wish it pivoted to that something a little bit more familiar as as opposed to unknown, which they like to do. They'll bring you to the expectation of something familiar, but change it all together to not give directly to what was what you think it would be. So that for me left wanting. But the first half of it was amazing. I thought. 
So you like the more street level and less so the departure well, I, to the fantasy. Yeah, yeah the fantasy okay. just made it seem weird with the dragons. Right. And yeah. I mean, I, I just didn't know what it encompassed, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it almost felt like here's this wonderful land and power and it's gone. You know, it just mm-hmm. it, it felt like it had no strong bearing other than the rings, which were introduced in the beginning. You know, um, again, the best fight scene, the bus, the side of the building. Great. But I didn't feel that way towards the end, which I think should have um, been a better display of um, prowess as opposed to the other two scenes. That's all. Yeah, I agree, too. His way to, like, just beat the bad guy was like, I'm just going to outfight him. I'm yeah. like, well, how? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. But big, but great casting though. Great casting. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Part of the Michelle Yeoh, <laughs> like mm. taking the movies by storm, started mm. there. Yeah, definitely and started continued there. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So next movie release after Shang Chi was Eternals, November fifth, twenty twenty one. And this one, I think, surprised us all that it was happening at all mm-hmm. <laughs> when mm-hmm. they announced it because. As we've discussed before, it's a corner of the comics. It's there. It's Jack Kirby created it. Um, Jack Kirby's awesome, but of his works, right? This is one of the least well known, even right. among Marvel fans. Even when some of these characters have been Avengers in the comics at different points, uh, it's still people don't like really focus on this one. No. So mm-hmm. it was an odd, it was an interesting choice uh, yeah. that they would that they would do it. I worked in the comic shop for like 15 years and nobody ever really said the Eternals is their favorite Kirby project <laughs> <laughs> ever. Right. You know, it was like, yeah, Eternals, you know, cool designs. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was about it. Yeah. I mean, there was some interest in the Neil Gaiman, uh, John mm-hmm. Romita Jr. When they right. did uh, some Eternals stuff, there was some interest then, but even that didn't last. I feel like in the comic shops. But that being said, like, I mean, I was fascinated to see what they were going to do with it on Mm -hmm, screen. How they were going to cover that angle of these are like demigods that have lived on Earth the whole time. You went back and started reading the Kirby stuff a little bit too, gearing up for it, right? Yeah. Like when they had announced that it was happening, I I finally went back and read some of the stuff I hadn't read because it was again, it was like it was a Kirby hole. Like I Mm. hadn't I had not read that stuff, even though I had read a lot of other like fourth world and fantastic four and x-men and all that stuff i just hadn't touched eternals so i went back to see it and and was trying to like in the comics be like okay what angles can they play with and wasn't far off in some because i thought that they were going to be playing with the fact that they had been there the whole time that they had been on earth the whole time and that is a big angle that they that they explore in the movie um, it is difficult. I mean, this is talking about new faces. This was what, like 10 new faces yeah. <laughs> in one movie. That is right. quite an ensemble to, for a kind of out there concept to present yeah. to people. I think a lot of audience wasn't ready for it. Yeah. It did not land as well as, as many of the other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. It's daring. I mean, it took chances, I think in, in a lot of ways and aspects of it, I think were really Again, kind of refreshing too. Like I liked that the the costumes sort of uh, it didn't feel like I was looking at a Captain America costume. Mm. You know, they they I thought they really made a an effort to make it look different and feel different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. Um, you know, once once I had thought too that that was sort of the angle they were taking that they were here the whole time. I was kind of expecting a little more interaction. 
Like, yeah, I, I was expecting more like, like, like back to the future two stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, right. Marty's there behind the car that you don't yeah, see when, he, that, right. when, no, I when Biff so is, it, yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I was expecting that. a little more of that, like throughout all the movies, like bits of the other movies. Right. Um, and then, so, so that was one where I kind of like worked myself up into a, into a tizzy and, and I was like, Oh, well, that's sad. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping for that. It wasn't right. that. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. But also, I mean, like it's, it was like laying the groundwork for something. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, like we don't still quite know what that is. Um, I loved the 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 grandiosity of it. I loved yeah. the, the, like how big it was, and and now there's a giant space god all of a sudden there in, yeah. in Arishem the Celestial. I did like that they weren't afraid to 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 pull that. That moment was really awesome, mm-hmm. and just like felt like man, that would be horrifying, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you were in that city and that happened. And now there's a giant hand coming out of the Pacific Ocean somewhere, the Indian Ocean. I can't remember where they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, my thing was, I think of the comments I had at the time was um, the fight at the end is probably one of the best Justice League fights you're going to get. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the power sets are the same. So. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Right, you got Makari with speed and mm-hmm. Icarus with Superman powers. Right. And they're fighting Superman. And yeah, it's, it's pretty great. The fight at the end's good. I, it, there's. It's a weird movie because, again, they're trying to do so much, and I was hoping for more interaction as well. And I also thought, um, what little I knew of the Eternals, I thought like Crow was going to play a bigger deal in it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it was led to believe that because yeah. he is the big villain in the comics. And it just sort of seemed like, no, we're not doing that. Seemed like you're fighting drones. In a way, I mean, it, it just right. It, and again, I think I think I I don't know if I said it in in one of our you know year enders or one of the other shows. I just said that I I thought I just thought we were going you know we haven't it hasn't paid off much as of yet. Right. I mean, it's interesting that with what's coming up with the tag bit at the end, what that means. Yeah. Because that you know um, again spoiler with not necessarily with with arrows with Star Fox. Right. But mm-hmm. with Pip, you know, I do have that moment of like, well, you know, we're getting stuff set up in 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 other stuff, you know, and that, that whole thing of, again, going back to Starlin stuff, if you know, your your Adam Warlock, <laughs> you know where all that stuff goes. So, but overall, I, I, I don't, I don't think eternal deserves the hate because I think it is ambitious and it does take chances. And every now and then I think they need those kind of movies. And I think, yeah. I think honestly, from a comic standpoint, I think eternals, the movie is like eternals, the comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, you know, go flip through Eternals and tell me there's not a, like a, a lot of idea there. Right. It's just not necessarily going to be something you're going to maybe want to revisit. I don't really yeah. know a better way to put it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my thing about Eternals. So. But the addition of Star Fox, I do think is great casting. I oh, sure. Like that casting <laughs> at the time. Yeah. I, I like Zach was not familiar that was not that familiar with the Star Fox character. Like, mm-hmm. like you'd seen him, right? You just didn't know what yeah. his whole deal was. Yeah, exactly. And so I was trying to explain. I was like, oh, I was like, well, he's like Thanos's brother, except right. like he's good at everything mm-hmm. and everybody <laughs> loves him and all the ladies love him and right. everyone wants to be him. <laughs> and Zach was like, oh, that's, that's perfect casting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you nailed it. Harry yeah. Styles. Kind of hard to beat that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's there there was a uh, we heard somebody's voice, mm-hmm. 
in one of the stingers, which I think is like, is this the farthest removed from which we've had a character air quote introduced before we actually like see them in their own project? Um, maybe as far as time wise or the fact yeah. that we just didn't even see them on screen. <laughs> no, no, no. As far as time wise, I'm trying to think like who else was like hinted at or made like right. a quick cameo before we saw them in something. Yeah. Again. And yeah. I'm not sure it could be so far. Cause like it feels forever. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say it. So spoiler yeah, right. if you haven't That's seen fine. Eternals, I'm like, We're spoiling so, everything. So yeah. So, um, so we hear Mahershala Ali oh, yeah. as blade, right? We don't see him, but we hear his voice. And that's one that I know that's a project where like directors left. They've had to like, you know, uh, uh, move the production around a few times. So it's like, it just seems like, like, again, sort of like the dragon in, in Shang-Chi, like, like, okay, like, uh, when, when are we going to get it? Right. <laughs> where else is it going to pop up? Right. Yeah. And that's the one where I don't know, like, I mean, we know where Blade's going to go next. Like, we do know eventually where that will come. We don't know where some of the other teases are going, because we're right. like, are they going to the Marvels? Are they going right. out in space, or are they going somewhere else? We don't know yet. Well, my right. other thing was, was, and I think, I, when I, I think the day that I saw it, when I, I talked to Tommy about it and said that, you know, they're quietly setting up um, <laughs> the, the 90s Avengers. Right. With, yeah. With uh, with White Vision and Cersei and Black Knight and right. um, another character that's cameo that ends up in, in a tag bit in another in part two. We'll cover that in part yeah, two. Yeah, we'll cover that in part <laughs> two. So, yeah, they're quietly setting up that team because there's no real and Star Fox even and Star Fox even. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. And She-Hulk. There's a lot of like nods to 90s Avengers stuff, which I think is interesting that no one's really right. Um, talking about what i told when people talk about what the possibility of the deck avengers lineup could be i'm like well there's a whole you know there's a whole bunch of teams are setting up so but uh yeah and then we're back to tv with the next release <laughs> all right which is november 24th 2021 and hawkeye yeah and this is one out of all of the stuff of this year i feel like that is possibly the most straight mcu thing they did as mm -hmm. in like it, it's it's just a very straightforward story yeah, it's very straightforward action. It's not playing with expectations too much. I love it. I love yeah, every second yeah. of it uh, because the cast sells it <laughs> so well. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like I think I've seen a lot of people list this one as as their favorite of the shows, and I was like, oh yeah, because it's it's the most like the other stuff you saw before mm -hmm. the shows. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's got uh, Hawkeye being called back into action because because uh, Kate Bishop gets in trouble with some of his old stuff and he has to deal with what he did that we see him doing in Avengers Endgame as, as the Ronin character. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and that's again, stuff uh, even at, at the end of Endgame where I'm like, are, are we going <laughs> to, are we going to address that stuff? Right. Cause he's just like slicing people down earlier right, in this right. movie. <laughs> and that's not great. No. <laughs> and he knows it's not great and it comes back to haunt him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a Christmas show. So and, I love and it's it. a Christmas show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Through most of December leading up to Christmas. How can you not love it? Yeah. Right. It's one of my like favorite like like engines that, that drove the plot. The whole like I thought that it was just fun to get to get like a Marvel uh like I'll be home for Christmas. Right. Uh -huh. Like plot that you, that we've seen in a million holiday movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like but it's not cynical or ironic like it's literally like no trying to get home to my family like you know <laughs> right. but but this 
this thing keeps happening to me. I yeah. keep getting sidetracked and this thing's going to take longer. And it was also nice to um, Hawkeye is one of my favorite Marvel characters um, ever, but it was fun to see him like uh, uh, finally get his 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 uh, butt kicked a lot. Like uh-huh. as I think of the way like David Aja drawed him, uh, drawed him, <laughs> David Aja <laughs> drew him in his in his title. It's like he's he's always had bandages on, right? Black eyes, <laughs> you bruises. Know, yeah, he always had black eyes. His mm-hmm. you know his his nose had like the Chinatown bandage, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah, it was nice to see that. Yeah, he like he needed ice packs always. Yeah, right. It's very it's it in my mind it was a combination of. Um, Die Hard's one and two. Okay, yeah. Because obviously, you know, he's, you know, in, in this, Clint is very much a, a an everyman like John McClane, but it's also taking place at Christmas, which is where, you know, is where the second Die Hard takes place. Yeah. You know. At, First one, too. Oh, yeah. Well, that one, too. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, um, just the combination of all that put together, I thought works really well. Haley Seinfeld as, as, as Kate Bishop is great. The, the, yeah. they, they work really well together mm-hmm. you know that's the thing where you definitely need the chemistry between them to work otherwise it kind of you know when he kind of when he kind of does the the the, the lassie go home bit with her <laughs> that mm-hmm. doesn't really work if they don't if there's not a you know there's not a, a thing between the two of them and there obviously is so that's right. great um but yeah i loved it i thought it was i thought it was awesome not to mention the the, the fact that yelena's in it again yeah <laughs> her return they, again, again, and also the fact that Elena and and uh, Kate Bishop play so well off each other, right? Yeah, they do. You know, they have the, the whole scene in her the whole scene in her apartment about you have one fork. <laughs> is, <laughs> I, I love that bit. Um, there's that. There's also the fact that we get the 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 emergence or reemergence of of a character that I was like I was floored that we got. Um, yeah. You know the fact that we get again we're spoiling things. Wilson yep. Fisk, we get the yep. kingpin. Yeah. You know, when when it was one of those that all all signs were pointed at, I'm like, are we gonna get it? Are they gonna pull the trigger on it? And they do, and it's great. Yeah. I mean, that's a surprising one, even with because we get the other new character, we get his Echo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daredevil supporting character from the comics, right? I know David Mack did a lot with her. I don't right. remember he was soul creator. Was it like him in Casada? I can't remember when. If I remember correctly, it's David Mack because he did the, like a. Uh, he did a six issue. I want to say fill in when Bennis was on it. Right, it was like parts of a whole was the yeah. name of it. I think. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. does later does Vision Quest about her, mm-hmm. uh, which is some great comics. Uh, yes, if you can find them, look them up. Mm. But yeah, like if you know her story, you know she's got connections to Kingpin, and we see right. those connections in early episodes, and you're still like, is it going to be him? Like, is <laughs> right. it really going to be him? Right. Is is Uncle going to be Uncle? Right. <laughs> from the comics yeah even yeah. knowing the comics it was still a surprise yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't know any of that stuff so when, when when all the when all the like somebody somebody cool shows up at the end uh like the teasers and stuff are coming i thought out. it was elena and mm-hmm. i was like damn you guys spoiled it for me jerks and then <laughs> and then someone king pitch i was like oh yeah <laughs> it wasn't spoiled cool no. yeah i like i like also the kate bishop um i like the kate and elena like like they compliment each other's moves while they're fighting each other. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was like, oh, that was a good move. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just love the bit where, where Kate is like, like, damn it. I'm really starting to like you actually. Right. <laughs> when you're trying to kill my, my mentor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good bits for them. I definitely like in the show, when we start to get Yelena's story going on too, like 
I didn't want to follow Yelena instead of Kate, but I did want them to always be together so I could watch right. both of them interact. Because mm-hmm. that stuff was so entertaining. It was cool to see um, see them bring in Clint's disability. Yeah, that was good too. Also, I thought that was that was a, a, a nice addition to it, um, which was cool. And also, like they made it like make sense out of like you know he's he's the normal guy, so he's right. the one that's sort mm-hmm. of uh, to go along with losing his family in the snap and all that stuff with Ronan. We're like you know he he pays a price in a different way than all the other you know heroes do, right? Which I thought which I thought was interesting. Yeah, in the comics, it's he's got a he does have a hearing have hearing loss, but it's for an actual thing that happens in his first miniseries, right? You know, it's a much more um, one time thing where he basically has you know has to wear hearing aids from that point on in the yeah. comics. But yeah, I like the fact that they. But it exp- comes and goes, right? Because that was my thing. Because like I never knew that about the character mm-hmm. until until like the Matt Fraction book when it's like reintroduced in the Matt Fraction book. Right. And then I was like, oh, like that was a thing early, like, like from before I was reading Marvel and stuff. Yeah. It's um, early. It's early. I mean, early in the sense it's like mid eighties. That's when it happens. Okay. Like it's like, it's, it's like, it's part of the climax of his first mini or his first solo book, I should say. But yeah, that, that whole bit, like the, the explanation they use in the show works really well too. It's yeah. just different. It's just different than it is in the comics. And I like her origin as well, which they do change from the comics somewhat. Mm-hmm. Echo. Uh, no, uh, Kate Bishop. Oh, okay. Talking about Kate Bishop. Yeah, uh, Kate Bishop's origin in the comics is different than in the show, and I do like the show's iteration a lot. Because, yeah, like in the comics, she was a victim of assault herself, and then that's what motivates her to mm-hmm. you know, take up this mantle of a crime fighter. And, I mean, that works as a, as a motivation, but I like that the show does the angle that ties it into you know the previous Avengers where she sees Hawkeye and creates like a fixation on Hawkeye there just in seeing she sees a normal person out there saving people right, in a horrible right. situation right. and thinks I would like to help people. So if I work really hard as a normal person, I can do it too, mm-hmm. which I like that motivation a lot too for the show. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I was going to say the only other thing I would mention it was, um, uh, what's the actor's name? The one that plays Swordsmaster. The Swordmaster. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, I'll try to look just, it up. I just looked him up. I've, it's his birthday today, actually. Is it really? We're recording. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I was playing around on IMDb and I saw his name come up when they do like the you know celebrity birthday things. But I I didn't register his name. Mm-hmm. Tony Dalton. I but I like I would I would was hoping you know he in the comic he's a little more he's a little equal parts hero and villain and he right. uh, he you know he has a heel turn at one point. Uh, but he's part of the Avengers. I was hoping to see more of him and. Um, I was hoping he's gonna be straight up villain, but or, or tie more into Hawkeye because he does in the comics, but he didn't at this, which was fine. Um, oddly enough, in the comics, he ends up marrying Mantis. So make of that a what you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens. Guardians <laughs> Mantis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the sword, swordsman and the uh, uh, swordsman and uh, Mantis. Yeah, they they end up together in the comics. So again, <laughs> keep that in mind <laughs> next time you see the the Guardians Mantis. But I, I I like that character. I, I I don't know what they'll do with him. If they'll just keep him sort of a goofy guy that has that you know whether he'll have some kind of career beyond what we saw in in Hawkeye or not. But right, yeah, I like I love the actor. He's amazing in Better Call Saul. So okay, I didn't know what else he was from. So then that brings us to our final release of 2021, which was Spider Man No Way Home, December 17th. Socks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Which one I mentioned uh, that WandaVision was possibly one of my favorite things for 2021. This was the other one it was tied between. I did really, mm-hmm. really like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which, I mean, I kind of knew what we were getting mm-hmm. before we got it. I mean, indicators started pointing that way pretty early, I think, that we were going to get the Spider-Man trifecta. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if I needed it. I I didn't, <laughs> like, like before I saw it, before I saw right. it, I was right. like, yeah, like, okay, cool. Like, right. That's fine. And then I saw it and was like, oh, yeah, I needed that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I totally needed that. Right. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, once we got it, even though I kind of knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. They still do it in a way where it kind of does come as a surprise because that movie, I mean, we're going to spoil more stuff. That movie takes a dark turn in the yes. middle, yes, a very does. dark turn that had me being mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm not, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure about this movie anymore. Right. Uh, and then that follow it up with uh, the reintroduction of Andrew Garfield. And I'm like, OK, I'm back on board. <laughs> I'm back on <laughs> right. board this movie. Right. Which was, I think, very well done for that because yeah. they would have lost me <laughs> partway through. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. I was um, pleasantly surprised that um, we, we got we were we were you know there was being alluded to forever <laughs> right. that we got that. Um, I also like the um, I like the fact that that the the. They got pretty much well. They got everybody back for all the villains, right? There wasn't anybody they didn't get. Um, uh, that survived their previous movies. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? They got yeah, everybody because you couldn't get. Well, they even got some that didn't because they pulled them from different times mm-hmm. <laughs> before it happened. I guess you, you didn't see Thomas Hayden Church like as a human form. Right. I remember. I remember noticing that. Like, like he only he looked like Clayface. Like only he was <laughs> yeah, only like bit. he was only like. Like humanoid sand, right. right? Um, so he was the one that stuck out. They didn't bring back uh Spider Man 3, Eddie Brock, yeah, mm-hmm. right, Joe for yeah. Grace, or um, James Franco's. They didn't bring back James Franco, the new goblin, either, right? They reference what happens to him, yeah, but obviously, for the most part, I'm saying for the ones that they got, they pretty much yeah. got everybody, yeah. I do think they get Hayden Church, Thomas Hayden Church's voice, though, yeah, I yeah. do think he comes back for that, that was, yeah. yeah. But love that. I thought, you know, I thought the performances were great. Um, I do. Again, it's it's another it's another um, it's another moment of Dr. Strange just being like, yeah, I got it. Don't worry. I got this. Don't worry. What could possibly go wrong? I've got right. it. Don't worry. You know, and then then getting upset that it when it goes wrong and then blaming the kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is is, you know, he's he's a 16 year old kid. Right. <laughs> what did you what? Did you, what? Why'd you think it was going to work or what, you, you know, yeah. should have talked it out first yeah, before, before you went right into the spell, dude. Yeah. You might, you're changing the whole world just to get yeah. this kid in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might want to workshop it a little before you try to make it happen. So, yeah. but no, overall I thought, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it very much. It's, it's a really good, you know, and then, and then of course the idea that, that after it's, it's both, you know, it, it ends with, of course, Peter having the, do the right thing or, or basically sacrifice everything <laughs> to basically be everything be okay. Right. You know, which is typical of that character. And then the idea that again, spoiler at the end, he's, he's, he's just a poor, he's a poor struggling guy again <laughs> with, with tights and no more iron spider, no more right. Stark armor, no more any of that stuff. Yeah. You know, 
it was an interesting like three movie origin to get to mm-hmm. Peter Moped. Well, to get to get to get from some angles of Peter that we more customarily associate with the character mm-hmm. that that we didn't get in these other movies, even though what we got is unequivocally like, you know, Peter and Spider-Man. Right. Like, right. It's like going from Marvel team up Spider-Man in the comics in the mm-hmm. 70s where he's always with other heroes to right. like the Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Spider, Amazing Fantasy 15, Spider-Man 1 type Spider-Man. Yeah. So they yeah, jumped, definitely. they kind of flipped those, those versions. Yeah. It's yeah. almost, yeah. To me, it was almost the idea for me, like the idea of, you know, they started with a kind of an ultimate Spider-Man and then right. ran it back to the, the Ditko and Stan Lee stuff. Yeah. I mean, the villains, I think, like those actors, like I mean, talking Jamie Foxx and uh, Willem Dafoe, and I'm sure I think probably liked having another take mm-hmm. <laughs> at these villains because, like, Jamie Foxx is the, the Amazing Spider Man 2, a lot of people now it's having a resurgence thanks to No Way Home and people appreciating it mm-hmm. or finding yeah. new appreciation for it. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate I, it at the time, right. though. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we were some of the, the few, it seemed, at the time. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, people like, you know, kind of poo pooed Jamie Foxx's electro performance. And there are parts of it where I was like, yeah, he probably, he probably regrets that, <laughs> that choice mm-hmm. here and there. So I'm sure he was having fun making like a new statement on the character he had played before to be like, okay, this is like, just look at this one. This is how I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. Though the others, like, like Molina's uh, is always good. And, mm-hmm, yeah. and Willem Dafoe's. Willem Dafoe is always good, but like this version of Goblin we got is so much more menacing than the previous version yeah. <laughs> somehow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even though the other one was great too. Well, they let his face. Yeah, like they let they let like this this actor with the most expressive face imaginable, like actually not cover it up <laughs> from behind like a Power Ranger mask that didn't move. Yeah, right. <laughs> They just let him be the goblin himself, and it totally works because yeah. uh, that man's face can do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still, the idea that they didn't go with prosthetics in the original was just oh, right, <laughs> hard to believe. This one was um, this is my least favorite of the Tom Holland Spider Mans. Okay, and and I love this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I probably also like Far From Home more, but I love this one also. I just yeah. really, really like Far. From Oh. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Homecoming and Far From Home both better than this one because this one. But that said, like I've I've said a zillion times, every time we talk about Spider Man, Spider Man story works for me when when the Peter stuff is so interesting that I'm mad that we when we have a Spider Man subplot, right? And this is exactly it. Like I, I I love all the the Peter stuff from Far From Home so much that all this multiverse stuff. I thought like I'm like I don't I don't need or want any of this right like you know just like just give me the next bad guy and and but i mean but what i got is is really really cool i think and um you know seeing seeing toby Maguire and andrew garfield and tom holland all together and and you know riffing off of each other and stuff like that is really really fun and and when it gets meta and stuff like that with toby saying his back is hurting and <laughs> and uh and you know them telling Andrew Garfield like, "No, you're amazing." He's like, "Thanks." No, I I, I needed yeah. to hear that. Like, right. <laughs> you know that stuff is awesome. Yeah. But man, this movie's a kick in the nuts too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've never felt so depressed for for Peter yeah. in a movie yeah. than this. One. I'm like, God, oh man, 
Pete. Yeah, when he's all alone. When he's all alone in the middle of the movie, like yeah. at the halfway point. Oh, I felt like watching when this movie was over. I felt like like when when you see Seven for the first time. Oh wow! <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and like you just <laughs> and you're just like staring at a wall for like thirty minutes after the movie's over. <laughs> That's how I felt after this movie. I'm like, hey, what is he gonna do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, no one remembers him. Yeah. Right. Nobody. Yeah. I do wish Kirsten Dunst could have been into it in some way. Yeah. I wish right. they could have got her in some way because I do think that I've heard her say she's like, yeah, I would have done it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but this movie was hella long already. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I think that's part of his length. I think part of it is also that they wouldn't have had exactly something to balance with with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I think that's one of the other reasons because, like, we see his love story and an amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah, where he talks about like you know moving on and and life goes on, but like his catharsis is catching this Mary Jane when he couldn't catch his Gwen. Right, mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like there wasn't like an equal moment for him if they'd brought in you know Toby's Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't couldn't quite find a balance for it. They could have brought in uh, what's her name from the deleted scene, right? The the Mary Jane from uh, yeah from Amazing Spider Man Two, uh, Shailene Woodley, Shailene Woodley, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if they got her, Batman, this would have been an expensive movie. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if they got her for like when he goes back to right. he meets MJ. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, good costumes too. All the Spider Man, I like the Spider Man costume where like all the wires were showing when he had it like inside out or something. Right. I thought that was really cool, but the suit, the suit at the end, the one, the one that he sews himself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, God, I don't know if that's the best one, but that's close. <laughs> mm. I do remember though being disappointed that like he didn't that like Norman Osborn wasn't a name in in our universe. Oh, mm-hmm. in, in the MCU, in the MCU that they're, they're like Octavius and Norman Osborn, they weren't like renowned scientists that he knew. Right. That that I think I would have um. The laughing at Otto Octavius's name, I think, I think is is mean spirited. I would have cut that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. You know. Well, yeah, because he's standing next to somebody named Stephen Strange in yeah. half the movie. <laughs> yeah. How odd is that name, really? <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my that was my one thing. I kind of wish I'm like, man, like, because I mean, this whole time I've been looking in the background in these skylines for like like Oscorp, right. <laughs> <laughs> like oh that was a waste of time yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> all right so that covers part one of phase four the 2021 releases come back next week when we look at the rest of the show's movies from mcu phase four you can check out all of our past episodes at our website let me know how it is.com as well as anywhere you find podcasts just please if you enjoy the show and feel so inclined give us a like or follow and leave a review it really helps us out Finally, if you want to suggest a topic, send it our way by email at info at letmeknowhowitis.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials at LMKHII. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening.